Welcome to Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake, a healthy and safe space for women to collect inspirational tools, tips, and stories to become their best selves. Expect unfiltered truths and empowering strategies, along with compelling interviews and group discussions to become a more effective woman. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now, let's jump into our daily dose of practical sister conversations. Hi, everyone. I am Ayana Blake, and this is Sister Conversations. In this episode, I want to talk about my slogan, Bring a Sister with You. The first time I recorded Bring a Sister with You, I thought it was a great way to close out my episodes. It was the red ribbon on the top of my gift. It was the best cherry on top, in my opinion it was. I was super excited to have come up with a way to finish my episodes. Considering this was a new endeavor, it was also my request to women to share my podcast with other women. After all, I didn't want to do all this work and have nobody listening, right? It was my way for women to invite family, friends to listen in. It still is. But the more I said it aloud, the better it sounded. It had a ring to it. Bring a sister with you. (laughs) Suddenly, I began hearing a different tempo to it. It felt like we had modulated into a different key and detoured towards something greater, something special. It no longer sounded like an invitation to my podcast, but an invitation to much, much more. It sounded more like encouragement a nudge, a solicitation, or a plea even. It was like a light had gone off in my head. I was on to something. Something was being birthed. In life, we go through ups and downs, twists and turns, girl highs and lows, some lower than others, some of which we go through with help, help from our partners, our friends, our family even. Yet many of those times we go through alone. Truth be told, we all need alone time. When you've had a hard day at work, there are times you just want to come home, get in the shower and be alone. There are days, child, when I pray nobody calls my phone, nobody sends a text or an email. For the sound of silence is often golden. As an only child, I grew up alone a lot. By being an only child, I'm told you have many traits that scream only child. Some I would never claim and Many I would 
gladly, gladly accept. But there's one that I love to own. That would be the art of the imagination. I knew how to play with any and everything alone. I figured out how to be the voice of Ken and then be the voice of Barbie. I learned how to teach a room full of imaginary children inside an imaginary school. I even knew how to travel back and forth to the country, yelling, sit your tail down back there, to a back seat full of kids, child. I certainly didn't care that the neighbors on our street were staring at me riding my bike. I knew they were trying to figure out who I was talking to, but I was truly clear. I didn't need a play date to make my own fun. As an adult, I still enjoy my alone time. The older I get, I crave alone time. I like to walk in the park alone. I'm fine with going to lunch and ordering an entree for one. I can even take a long drive for hours. I only need a few great albums to keep me company. Some of my best laughs are to myself. Many of my best moments are thought of alone. Even in my bathroom or walking down aisle six alone in the grocery store. Just me and the quiet. I must be honest, there were short-lived moments as a kid when I wanted a sibling I wanted a sibling to share the clothes and share the bathroom to pick fights with or argue over who would sit in the front seat of the car. It gave me great joy to see my kids become great siblings to one another, especially as they're growing older. As far as they can remember, I made them get along. Child, they didn't have a choice to be friends or not. I remember when they were smaller kids, they would ask me permission to go to a friend's house or hang out or uh, play dates, that type of thing. And my automatic response would be, take your brother with you, take your sister. I never really found out if it was something that they liked or something that they didn't like. To me, I was teaching them lifelong lessons about accountability compassion, loyalty, and how to protect one another. Webster's Dictionary defines accountability as the quality or state of being accountable, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Bring a sister with you. What does that mean for my sister? We as trustworthy sisters, notice I said trustworthy. We share our dreams, our aspirations, and our goals with one another. Some may share in confidence. Some may share with anticipation. Some may share as a sounding board. When I think of accountability, I think of two women, 
Shelly and her good girlfriend, Trisha. Shelly wants to go back to school to get a master's degree in teaching. She has always dreamed of becoming a certified teacher, but talked herself out of taking the classes and the exam at the end. We all love an exam, I know, child. She speaks to Trisha about her dreams of going back to school and accomplishing what she thought was impossible. Trisha fully supports Shelly and immediately begins to pray for her good girlfriend. Weekly, Trisha makes a special effort to call Shelly to check in with her. When Shelly gets discouraged, Trisha is there to remind Shelly of her dreams and why she started to dream in the first place. I can imagine the conversation going something like this. Shelly, hey, sis. Yeah, I got one of my tests back yesterday. It didn't go so well. This teacher is giving me such a hard time. I can't seem to get over a C in her class. I need to pass this class to graduate, right? I'm thinking I should withdraw from the class. Maybe I'm in over my head and I should just wait a year or two and try again. Trisha responds, Sis, I understand you're frustrated and tired. You may even be overwhelmed, but I can't allow you to quit now. Last year, you shared your dreams with me. We prayed together. I made it my business to continue praying. So here you are. Things are a bit tough, but you've come so far to get to this point of your journey. I can't let you throw in the towel. When you decided to go back to school, you inspired me to do the same. We promised one another that we would hold one another accountable for finishing strong. That means I can't leave you behind. I know you have great things ahead of you. So as your sister, it is my responsibility to hold you to your destiny. You cannot lose sight of your purpose, Shelley. You can't abort the mission. You will see it through to the end. Girl, your name is on that thing. Ladies, it's our job as sisters to remind one another not to lose sight of our purpose, our dreams, our goals, and our aspirations. It's our job to be our sister's compass, to point her back in the direction of her destiny. There are times we feel like we should give up. We're human. We get tired. We get overwhelmed. That's why we have one another, right? Bring a sister with you. This reminds me of my girl, Ruth. You know the story. There were two Moab women, Ruth and Orpah. They were married to Eli Malek's two sons. Well, the sons died in a famine. As a result, Naomi, the mother of the sons, planned to return to her native land of Bethlehem. She urges her daughters-in-law to return to their families as well. Chow, Orpah, 
rolled out and left Naomi and her sister-in-law behind to fend for themselves. But Ruth refused to leave her mother-in-law. Ruth shares her heart with her mother-in-law and gives this poetic Maya Angelou response that went down in history. She said, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. Huh. Ain't that deep? Ruth travels with Naomi to Bethlehem and marries and meets and marries. Let's be clear. She meets and she marries Boaz. Listen, we can all learn a thing or two from Miss Ruth. But the most important lesson that leaped up from the page was that of Ruth's loyalty. Ruth taught me that sticking by your sister's side in hard times is important. Ruth could have left Naomi's side as well. After all, that's what Naomi told her to do, right? How many times has a sister said to us, sis, go ahead, don't worry about me, I'm fine. How many times have we denied how we felt and stayed the course for our sister's sake? It's easy to roll out because it ain't our business. It's easy to turn a blind eye to her pain and her grief. It's even easier to get so caught up in our healing that we miss those around us that are also broken and in need. But what moved me most about this story is that through Ruth's loyalty and dedication to Naomi, she was able to meet the man of her dreams and marry again. She was in the right place at the right time because of her loyalty. Ruth wasn't selfish. Many would say that Ruth lost in her decision to leave Naomi. Turns out Ruth gained so much in the end. Bring a sister with you. There is a familiar Aesop fable about the horse and the donkey. I'll share it with you. Once there lived a washerman. He had a donkey and a horse. The donkey carried clothes to the pond and back to his house. The horse carried the man to the market and back occasionally. The donkey worked much harder than the horse. On a bright sunny day, the man was going to the pond with the donkey. He took the horse along to give it a drink of water. The donkey was carrying a heavy load of clothes. The horse was carrying nothing. The load was unusually heavy and the donkey's back was hurting. When the pain became unbearable, the donkey said to the horse, this load is too much for me, brother. Please take some of this load off my back. 
The horse replied somewhat rudely, Eh, why should I? I'm here only to carry our master to the market. The proud horse continued his way. The day was getting hotter. As the day went on, the donkey felt totally exhausted. He was almost dragging himself. Hump, hump. The donkey tried to move. He could not move. The poor donkey collapsed to the ground. Oh, what has happened to the poor donkey, thought the washerman. Immediately, he took the load off the donkey. He said, indeed, the load is really very heavy. I should have been more careful, thought the washerman. Then he gave some water to the donkey. The donkey felt better now. The washerman then picked up the bundle of clothes off the back of the donkey. The washerman then picked up the bundle of clothes off the back of the donkey and placed it on the horse's back. Ump, ump, came the sound of the horse's mouth. I should have helped the donkey. I made a mistake. I should have taken half of the load when the donkey requested me. Now I realize sharing a burden is easier. The horse carried the heavy load of clothes for the remaining distance. Bring a sister with you. I should have helped the donkey. I made a mistake. I should have taken half of the load when the donkey requested me, said the horse. All the horse needed was more compassion the horse totally overlooked the sufferings of the donkey until it was his turn to carry the load. Have we forgotten what it felt like to carry a heavy load? Perhaps if we could remember back to the times when we were without, the times we were hurt, disappointed, lonely, then maybe we could extend a hand to our sister in need. What I learned through the years is that it may not be your time now. It may not be your time now. I had to repeat that for you to experience hardship or tough times. But guess what, sis? No one, nobody is exempt from any of it. So what does that mean? Have compassion for your sister. Lend a hand, offer to help, share your love, pick up the phone and ask if she needs anything. It won't hurt to ask. It definitely won't hurt you to extend a hand. Somebody did it for us. Bring a sister with you. So I ask, what does all of this mean? When we get to the finish line, we shouldn't be there alone. I have some sisters in my corner that I absolutely love for life and to life. I love them to the core. I value them. Their purpose in life is important to me. Whether or not they get to their destiny means a great deal to me. I don't want to be the only one winning. That means if she's slowing down in this race called life, I'll be there to push her, 
to encourage her, to empower her, to support her, to have compassion for her all the way to the end of the race. If I got to put her on my back and carry her the rest of the way, she going to know I got you, sis. Oh, and guess what? Sometimes we may need to go outside of our clique, of our crew, to help a sister that's not so familiar to us. Are you willing? Ladies, what's a finish line celebration without our sisters? We should want everybody to win. I do. Let's get to work today. So yeah, it still is a great way to close out my episode. It still is the red ribbon on the top of my gift. (laughs) It's the best cherry on top. I stick to it. It definitely is my request for women, for you to share my podcast with others. After all, child, I don't want to do all this work and have nobody listening. As the light went off in my heart, I hope it goes off in yours too. Bring a sister with you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake. Be sure to subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast app and sign up to join our email list at www.sisterconversations.com. See you next week. And don't forget, bring a sister with you.